What other qualifications do I have? <laughs> well, as my late great pappy used to say, a gun may be no substitute for wisdom, but I reckon wise men still bleed. <laughs> Last time on Lost Legends of Scadrial. Anyway, there's a reason that I called you over here. We're about to have an election, and I think that the uh, the other party, they're, they're up to no good. They're, they're going to try and lie, steat, and shield this election away from us in any way they can. And so, uh, after talking to Maxwell here about what happened up at the, the trade depot, well, I think you're just the right people to lie, cheat, and steal the election in our favor instead. Hmm... Well, what I was maybe thinking is, uh, we could potentially pretend to be their campaign managers and completely, uh, mess it up on their side. Now, uh, what does this election have to do with you two? Well, I just happen to be a bit of a fixer from the Urto area, and I've been... You know, trying to pull my weight around a little bit. I was wondering if you fine folks could use a face to put onto your campaign. Okay, so he we'll say that the meeting kind of wraps up after that. Um, and he uh, has that as your first task to go and talk to Pin and try and convince her to, um, you know, see see the right way of things. And not to go public or try and uh, extort any money from them. What if we somehow made it look like he was turning on the mob? Maybe he's able to move some money around, make it look like he's betraying the mob, skimming off the top. And then the mob will take care of him, the problem solved. The timing would have to be very delicate. This isn't something I'd want getting out too too early, you know, too uh, too early so that it doesn't even affect the election or something like that and exposes me before it will make a big difference. Bella might try to figure out who in this whole campaign situation on Wentworth's side or if there are multiple people. Who is the biggest gossip? Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadrial Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor, and with me we have the rest of the well-roasted dusters. I'm Lena, I play Belladora Wild. I'm Zach, and I play Finnegan Bowman. I'm John, I go by Clovermite Online, and today I'll be playing Claudius Logan. Let's jump back in. Uh, so after the uh, shenanigans of the last session that we had, uh, you went back to uh, report into Tavis, who was duly impressed uh, at the way you had been able to ingratiate yourself with uh, some of the local members of the Engineering Guild. And so uh, in an effort to escalate your involvement after being so pleased with your results, he has set up a, a small political gathering inside the Guild of Engineers, uh, where he's assembled a small group of the more influential members and the people who might be a little bit more on the fence as to who to vote for, and wants uh, both of you, uh, Finn and Bella, to work the floor, uh, along with uh, trying to ingratiate yourself with anybody who might be inf uh, influential, especially two members, uh, Denbert Mogg, who is an elder statesman, and then Smitty Wyme, who is an up-and-coming businessman who only recently joined the guild in order to uh, get more influence for uh, people of his age and stature. Uh, do you have anything that you'd want to do to prepare for this party, or would you just show up and take it away from there? I think that I would probably start gathering information on the people who are going to be present and what sorts of things they look for in a candidate. Okay, uh, what method would you use to try and get that information? Mm, gossip, mostly. Go ahead and give me an influence roll, and I'm going to give you a plus 
two for that. One for being a skillful manipulator and one for uh, your socialite. Okay. Oop, there goes one dice. That was two threes and an edge. Okay, which one did you want to learn more about? Um, probably Denbert, because he has more pull currently. Uh, Denbert is a little bit of a wild card in the guild, in that he is both very well respected, but also on the decline in terms of his actual influence. Um, there's been rumors that he started to go a little bit senile in his old age, and so while people still give him uh, any amount of respect that they can while he's in the room, uh, behind closed doors they start to whisper that, you know, maybe he should step back and retire from pri- uh, from public life. Okay. Uh, there are rumors that, uh, among anything else, he is uh, very, very, very irate when somebody criticizes uh, him in front of people that he is trying to uh, ingratiate himself with. Okay. And so he, he very much doesn't like any sort of public challenge to his authority, even in his current state of mind. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Finnegan, is there anything that... Uh, you were going to do to get prepared? Uh, well, for this instance, because it's more of a social gathering and information gathering session, Finnegan would be taking more cues from uh, from uh, Belladora in this instance. Um, but if there is a chance that he can like loosen a peg on Wentworth Cogsby's chair without being seen and embarrass him a little bit, I think he'd go for that, too. Okay, so you're going to try and um, sabotage his chair in yep. some way? Yep, a little bit of light mayhem. Um, let's make this a wits roll, and I'm going to give you plus one for being unassuming to see if you're able to get in there and nonchalantly enough figure out a way to loosen the fastenings on this chair. That's threes and a nudge. Okay, yeah, you uh, you find a way to loosen a couple bolts here and there, and while it feels sturdy enough, just giving it a couple shakes, you get the feeling that uh, with the right kind of abrupt motion, that the chair would would definitely break underneath him. Okay, and I'm I kind of twirl a bolt in my hand a little bit, and like, hey, maybe this should let me join the engineering guild. <laughs> And then uh, Clytus, knowing what you know going into uh, this situation, um, you have come to find out where uh, Belladora and Finnegan have have been staying and the work they've been doing, and you learn about this party. Uh, Is there anything that you would have been doing to get prepared for the party before you go to to your meeting with them, so to speak? Uh, I, I think I would probably just buy, try to buy some special ammunition against Alamancers as a just in case. Uh, what ki- specifically? What kind of ammunition are you trying to buy? Um, let's say pewter arm am- ammunition. Okay, go ahead and give me a wits roll. Uh, wits? Or I'm sorry, resources. I don't know why I said wits. Alrighty. Any modifiers? Uh, go ahead and add uh, one for your network. Alrighty. I got fours. Alright, yeah. Um, we'll say that you were able to find uh, six shots. Nice. So enough for a full, like, if you wanted, you could have it loaded either with the regular ammunition or a um, full full complement of Alamancer ammunition. Cool. I'll start with it just loaded with regular. Alright. Uh, the night of the party, um, everybody's getting ready. Uh, when you show up to the party, um, does anybody want to take over, describe what they're wearing to the event or anything like that? Or if they wanted to take over description of the scene entirely, I would also allow that. Uh, Belladora is wearing a very flamboyant gown, I want to say. It's not necessarily the latest in fashions it looks like if you look really really closely there are some parts where she's had to stitch it up and fix it but um otherwise it's very flashy and designed to get as much attention as possible i feel like she also probably tried to like fix finn up a little bit went a bit queer eye on him (laughs) 
Okay, so... so uh, to what extent uh, would you allow that, Finnegan? Um, well, I'm, I probably wouldn't be wearing my hat. I'd have my hair slicked back. Um, I'm definitely not wearing any kind of tie or bow tie. It's just kind of like a, a couple buttons down on a button-up shirt and some slacks. Um, I, I look relatively presentable. Just no, no fancy uh, jackets. Are you wearing your body armor? Yes. Okay, so I imagine that that would at least look a little bit tacky, especially when you have a couple buttons undone and you can see it underneath there. Yeah, guaranteed Bella would be trying to, like, button his shirt up all the way and, like, smooth the the little front of his shirt and fix his hair a little bit, just okay. doing a little tweaks. And, and this will be, like, actual arguing, fine, I'll put on a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you show up to the event. It is at the main engineering guild hall. Um, they have a, a little conference ballroom type area. Um, it's not a full-on ball like the... Uh, like would be traditional uh, Scadrian style, but a uh, nice little electioneering party. Um, they've got a, a small stand of snacks on one side, um, all sorts of bright colors um, and picket signs all over um, saying vote for Coxby and uh, vote for Wentworth is a vote for, for progress, all sorts of political slogans. Um, you see Tavis is standing over where the uh, open bar is. Uh, which is, takes up a significant portion of the catering area. Um, he's he has himself a drink and he's chatting with the bartender there. And uh, scattered throughout the room are just several different tables of people uh, in all manners of dress, from uh, you know a little bit more like Finn looks, where they're just trying to look a little bit nicer than they normally do, uh, all the way up to uh, dresses even more flamboyant than uh, Bella is wearing. Well, we have to kill them. Why? Because they're wearing a dress more flamboyant than you? Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, it sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well it will get you uh, votes, but... I mean... Well, I guess that might even be even better since yeah, you Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody with Cogsby just starts up and slamming chairs over the heads of people. Yeah. So is there a definite divide in the room between the Tot supporters and the Cogsby supporters? Uh, this is strictly a get-out-the-vote event for Wentworth. This so is it's, okay. It's people who aren't solidly in his camp that he's trying to recruit to vote for him, that he's put on this lavish display to get them there to where his people can talk to them and really try and twist their ear and get them to vote for him in the election. Are there any less than ups? Did I notice any less than upstanding citizens in the area that might be up for a little vandalism? Um, hmm. Let's make this, uh, give me a spirit roll. Three's in a nudge. While he's rolling, would I count as one of those? <laughs> uh, no, you are not uh, not there yet, quite yet. Okay. Uh, I, I took a little liberty, but I assume that Clytus would want to be fashionably late to this shindig. Sure. Uh, Zach, what did you say you rolled? Uh, threes in a nudge. Okay, yeah, you, uh, you see a couple of uh, people who are hanging out in the area. Uh, it looks like they might be trying to wait for people to head to this event so they can try and pickpocket them on the way. Uh, I'm gonna kind of nudge Bella and say, "Can you can you spot me a little bit of cash?" Why? I'm I I I kind of had an idea. Okay, do you want to run the idea by me before I start handing you money? Well, you see those you see those gentlemen across the street there, uh, less than upstanding sort. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, princess. Well, <laughs> well, what if they? What if we put their talents to more to use than you know mugging outstanding citizens, upstanding citizens? All right. Why don't we uh, hire those lads to go around to the area and make Cogsby's name a little less flattering? <laughs> All right, I can get behind that, and I'll pass you. A couple handfuls of yep. boxings or whatever. I'll, I'll need two clarifications. First, Finnegan, exactly how far do you want them to go with this? Are they going to, like, rush into the 
um, the convention area of the guild hall and deface the signs in there while the party's going on, or are you just going to have them go around and like anywhere in the city they might have advertised? Out, outside, outside the general area, uh, mostly. That way, when people are leaving the party, they have something to snicker at. Okay, but you're not trying to disrupt the event in any way. No. Okay, and then Bella, um, I'll let you give him up to three of your resources, and you can decide how many you want to get, want to give him. But they will all be consumed in the process. Okay, not permanently though, just for like this. No, no, okay. just in terms of the mechanics being spent. Um, I'll give you two. Perfect. All right, go ahead and make a resources roll of five. That is fours. Okay, yeah, they uh, go ahead and um, mark your resources spent as one, and Bella, go ahead and mark the two for yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I'm going to say that this, along with the uh, rumor gossip mill that you started up last episode, has decreased Wentworth's reputation health by two total so far. Hey. Nice. Okay, so you guys, uh, have after having uh, corralled those rapscallions to do your bidding and tag across the city, um, have now entered the party. What uh, what does the party look like? Like, is it really fancy, or is it more like uh, kind of like a company luncheon-style thing? Uh, somewhere in between. Um, like, the decorations aren't anything that are outrageous, but they obviously tried to make the place look a little bit nicer, uh, make a little, look a little bit more energetic. Um, there's, uh, it's very well catered, even though it's not like a full meal service. The, the snacks are more outstanding. Um, you know, something that obviously wasn't bankrolled by the guild, but, only could have been paid for uh, by somebody who has the kind of pockets that uh, Coxby has. Is there any seafood? Um, sure. There's like shrimp. Finnegan goes to the shrimp. <laughs> okay. Oh my, this is marvelous. Have you tried this, Bella? I mean, it is shrimp. I feel like all shrimp tastes the same, to be completely honest. Oh, no, it does not. What is wrong with your taste, taste buds, girl? <laughs> Is this the uh, dog worker coming out in you, Finn? Shrimp does not all taste the same. How dare you say something? How dare you even suggest that? All right, whatever you say. And I'm just going to continue stuffing my mouth with shrimp until (laughs) someone... Okay, um, (laughs) after a couple of minutes, uh, Tavis kind of wanders over and he's still got the drink in his hand. Um, and he walks up, uh, looks at, looks at you with, I assume like a a handful of shrimp, like not looking at all in decorum (laughs) and like frowns a little bit and then smiles at Bella, um, leans over and says, I'm uh, glad you could make it here tonight. Uh, we're, we're going to have, uh, have some fun, get a couple people to vote for Wentworth. And, uh, I've got a little surprise planned for later. Oh, that doesn't sound frightening at all. Is that for me? And I go and grab his drink. Do I do I hear his do I do I hear his uh, do I hear his comments at all? Yeah, he he's standing next to both of you. Okay, I'll stop eating shrimp at that point and kind of just give him a look. <laughs> what kind of look are you giving him? I don't think he'll notice it, but it's 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 daggers like out of my eyes. Just like uh, you did not just suggest what I think you just suggested. Uh, he he doesn't like understand what the look that you're giving him is. But, like, he, he acknowledges the look and then stares you straight in the eye for, like, meets your gaze for that, that beat to say that it's been acknowledged and cataloged before turning back to Bella. But anyway, it's not something that uh, we need to be worried about right now. But I need to get you out on the floor and talking to all of these potential voters. Well, of course, that's what I'm here for. I uh, think that you should first try your try your luck with Denbert over there. He's... Uh, He's a bit of a special case. I think that a lot of the people here are really, really used to respect him and get behind what he stood for. But now, uh, now, although he does carry some weight, I, I think that if we could get him on our side, he'd be a nice figurehead. You know, somebody more of a symbol than, uh, than anything else. What does, uh, Coxby think of him? Oh, well, Coxby doesn't think much of anybody outside of himself, but... You know, the same kind of thing that he'd say anybody who's a little older than him or anything buddy that's younger than him is old coot or young whippersnap or, 
you know, head full in the full of grain or head in the clouds. You know, that, that's why we don't bring him to these events very often. We don't actually want him talking to the voters. Mm, I see. So is it true that he's kind of, you know, on the on the decline, like sort of losing it a little bit? Oh, Denver? Absolutely. Oh, well, all right. I'll see what I can do. Maybe work a little bit of magic. Definitely. And then if uh, if that goes well, maybe I'll have you go talk to uh, Smitty over there. But we'll see how you do with Denver first. Sure. What do you know about Smitty? Oh, uh, Smitty is not really interested in anything other than hard promises on what we can give him, which, you know, we can't make outright promises, but if we're able to hedge enough and make enough implications, then maybe we're able, we can, uh, you know, prop him up and bring him along our side too. He, he doesn't have much influence with the regular members of the guild, but he's recently led an influx of new members in who all share his sort of young aspirational status and, uh, new money. You of know, course. The, the kind that, uh. That doesn't bear well under scrutiny. Yeah, well, implications I can do. Don't even worry about it, honey. Well, you take care of this and I can just relax tonight. Absolutely. I think I'm going to go and uh, get myself my own drink. You go do that, honey. And he wanders back over towards the bar. Um, He did point out which tables that um, those two were at, and there is a table that's reserved specifically for you and a couple other of the staffers who um, aren't... It, it, it's empty at the moment, but you, you do know that you have a place in the uh, hall for you to sit down if you need to. Okay. So what's the lay of the land around Denbert? Basically, my plan is to position myself like not right beside him or directly in his line of sight or anything, but just within earshot so that I can start saying some things that Coxby might potentially believe about Denbert. Okay. Uh, so essentially uh, when you're looking at the room, you've sort of got an age gradient um, representing the two extremes on either side where you've got Smitty on the one side with a bunch of young entrepreneurs who have just recently joined the girl, uh, the guild. And then on the other side, you've got Denver and kind of this sea of balding heads and white hair and all of these elder members of the guild who have been with it sometimes their whole lives. Um, and, uh, your table actually is kind of right in the middle of the two. And so we can say that, uh, for our purposes, like your seat where you could sit down and talk to Finn or if another staffer comes by would be within earshot of, uh, of Denver. Okay. Um, would I recognize any of the people kind of in the vicinity of Denbert's uh, table? And would I be able to entice them to say perhaps some not so favorable things about him? Uh, go ahead and give me a influence roll. Okay. Um, I'll add, uh, add two again, socialite and skillful manipulator. Okay. Oh, who is that? Uh, who is that really gossipy lady that we found in Cogsby's camp? Uh, I'm not sure that we actually gave her a name. Okay. Yeah, maybe I could kind of like pull her over as I'm heading to like a snack table or something like that. Because I was just and thinking then- that I was just thinking that person's airheaded enough to. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um. You know the this person that you've kind of. Uh, not really gotten in the crew, but is, um, you, you know, you, you've worked her into your favor because you've been able to take some of the tidbits that, um, Tavis has given you and given them off to her. So she, she's kind of become your attache in a couple of these, uh, parties that you've been to. And so you pull her over, uh, and make your, uh, role with her. And I'll go ahead and give you a free nudge for having set her up beforehand. Okay. Well, I did get two fives. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, what kinds of things are you uh, getting her to say that Wentworth would be saying? Uh, basically all of that stuff about how he's kind of on the decline, he's getting senile, and that um, there was something that Tavis said that really caught my attention, that they didn't really want to invite him but they want his vote. So if I can sort of encourage her toward that line of uh, 
of speaking while directly in his earshot, that would be sweet. Yeah, uh, with the two fives and the nudge, I'd say that's um, it goes off without a hitch. Um, you start kind of sitting at the table with her next to you, um, gossiping a little bit, and then you start to raise your voice, and so she starts to talk a little bit louder. And then as you start to say things, um, you actually like get up um, because your drink conveniently goes empty at that time, and you walk directly behind his table, um, just as you're saying that uh, you know Wentworth didn't want the senile old man there anyway. He just wants his votes, and for some reason, people. People still listen to him. Um, that's what she's saying just as you are passing by Denbert's uh, table to go to the drink t- uh, table. So uh, you see his head whip around and stare directly at you uh, as you're walking by. Hmm. Do I get cheeky about this? Um, yeah, I will get a little bit cheeky about this. As uh, I'm walking by, I'll make direct eye, cont- eye contact with him. Raise my glass and then continue on my way. <laughs> uh, Finn, what are you doing during this time? Well, um, I turn around. I've got a shrimp in my hand and Bella's gone. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of walk around the room and get the lay of the lad and kind of act like, act like the uh, bodyguard, quote unquote, that I am. Okay, so you're not really taking any uh, part in the festivities or anything. You're just uh, a a fly on the wall. Yep. Okay. Um, Give me a wits roll. You got it. Uh, That's two nudges. Do you want to re-roll with two? Yep. And that's nothing. Okay, Um, you turn to uh, get a shrimp... Uh, a little bit more shrimp just as soon as a uh, dark shape passes you, but you don't really pay it much attention. Um, Bella, uh, once you get back from going to get a drink, uh, as you get closer to the table, uh, you notice that there is now somebody sitting there who ha- you haven't seen either at the party or working with any of the campaign staff beforehand. And John, did you want to describe Clytus for uh, everybody? Yep, yep. Do I have free license here? Absolutely. Okay, so you see before you a man in his early 50s who is clearly Coloss-blooded, but not the same way that you would normally expect. For a Coloss-blooded man, he is rather lean, still very strong, but he is not as bulky as the normal ones. He has a very we'll say, present gleam in his eyes that you don't normally expect from a Colossus blooded but that you would more likely suspect from, uh, say, a politician. You know, that, that sort of predatory, lights are on, constantly thinking look. He's basically leaning back uh, in his chair with his feet draped up on the table and arms behind his head in the classic I'm just relaxing and not a care in the world pose. He's dressed as a typical cowboy with uh, the sort of brown Stetson hat, brown vest, uh, brown pants, white shirt, cowboy boots with spurs, and everything is well-worn and uh, slightly on the dirty side than you would expect for someone at a party. And other things of note, he has... Uh, around his cowboy hat, the survivor's spear on a chain. Um, so that's basically just kind of wrapping, you know, the, the top portion of the hat to, to adorn it. And, um, his skin in particular is a rather darker shade of grayish blue than you would normally see from a coloss blooded and it's very leathery. And you can tell that he has been around for a while, so to speak. Well, hello there. I'm guessing you must be Belladora. Can I help you with something? Well, uh, hopefully I've been hired for the same cause, and we will be helping each other as the days go by. And uh, he slowly straightens up and uh, offers his hand for a handshake, but without actually standing up. Um, I'm not going to shake his hand. I'm just, I'm just chilling. So I will say, 
And, uh, which employer might that be? I've worked for a couple of people in my time. And uh, he, he kind of gives that, like, knowing, mischievous glint in his eyes. His hand is, is still outstretched. He hasn't moved it one bit, and he just smiles. And then he kind of looks over to the side where Tavis is grabbing a drink, and he says, Well, our current employer, of course. That could mean a lot of things. Uh, so, is there something I can do for you right now, at this very second? Uh, I should probably be asking you that. I am here to sort of help oversee and provide extra protection for you and your companion. And he nods towards the Sterian 66 on his belt. And uh, on the other side, he has the classic cowboy's lasso. Charmin. Why, thank you. Well, uh, I think that for the time being, I have this handled, so you can just sit pretty and do whatever it is you do. And he just, smile broadens, he goes back to basically the kicking his feet up, arms behind the head, and he says, A very gracious host, Belladora, much obliged. You're most welcome. Uh, Finn, I'll say that you noticed that Bella was talking to this man. Uh, maybe uh, halfway to three quarters of the way through the conversation. Is there anything that you would do in reaction to it? Could I? Could could we wait in for Bella to leave, and then I come down to sit down and act like I'm talking to Bella with my face stuffed full of shrimp, and then I actually look and see who's at the table. Yeah, that's fine. Why, Bella? Have you have you tried the shrimp? Who the rest to you? And he just kind of slyly grins and says, Ah, you must be Mr. Bowman. I am Clytus Logan. I will be a new associate of yours. And this time he doesn't straighten up. He just kind of offers his hand while he's still leaning back in the chair with his feet up on the table. Finnegan will shake his hand. Because that's how he measures someone's worth. (laughs) Should we do a physique roll? We should. So I get the plus two still for uh, being Coloss-blooded, right? Definitely. And I see him as Coloss-blooded. Could I add two to mine as well? Yep, go ahead and burn 20 charges. Heck yeah. All right, pair fours and two nudges. Oh, that's a pair of fives and two nudges, my friend. Ooh. So you see Clytus give just the slightest like grimace only a split second like his eyes just kind of squint a little bit and you hear him grunt and say my mr bowman your grip is much firmer than i expected i i get that quite a lot actually <laughs> i don't doubt it so uh so you said you're here to here to what exactly i am just extra help not to say that you don't have the protection department covered. I've I've heard you are very skilled with Dorse. Well, you. But Tavis worried that if things got out of hand, well, never hurts to have an extra gun. And besides, wouldn't want wouldn't want things to get out of hand. Ah, so you're uh, so you're under Tavis then. Of course. Well, who else would we be working for? I mean, Belladora is the one that has more contacts with Tavis than I, than I do. I'm just more of her. Uh, I'm just more <laughs> of her associate. I kind of follow her along. I perfectly understand. When you're here to be muscle, you don't have to exercise the brains. And he goes back to relaxing and kicking back. And Finnegan doesn't catch that at first. he thinks about it for a moment and then is and then he just kind of lets it slide because he's like oh he got me (laughs) uh bella what are you doing after you get up to leave the table um i'm getting some appetizers and then i'm going to head over to smitty i might kind of tap finn on the shoulder as i 
pass him by and see if he wants to come along. Glidus is just watching the whole time, somewhat hawk-like. Yeah, she completely ignores him. <laughs> uh, Finn, do you respond to the tap on the shoulder? He's he's still a little bit out of sorts with the sudden newcomer, so he's he's not quite as like he's not quite as aware of what's going on around him as he normally is. All right, come along. Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I'll kind of I'll kind of give like a little salute because I don't know how to handle this guy at all, and then follow Bellador. And and he gives you a firm, manly nod in response. Uh, do you head straight for uh, Smitty, or do you t- kind of taking a roundabout way to give some time to talk to Finn? Yeah, taking a roundabout way, seeing what I can pick up along the along my journey. What's with the rusting uh, rust dweller out there at the table? Why? Well, I, I don't know. I was just inclined to ignore him. Well, he's called lost blood. I can tell that much. Wow, Finn, you really are the brains of this operation. <laughs> that is the second time someone has said something like that to me today, and it is not not okay. I was being completely genuine. But no, I wouldn't want to get in... Uh, I might want to get into a fist fight with him, I'm not sure. Might be fun. <laughs> what do you think of him? Well, I got enough out of him that he works for... that he is working for Tavis. Yeah, I seem to get that as well. So it sounds like I don't. I don't know if I don't know if Tavis is just like hiring us a babysitter or something, or if he's onto us in any way, shape, or form. But we need to be careful. Uh, I think it's at this point that uh, Tavis approaches you, and he's got a very concerned look on his face, and he leans over, and he's just like, "Do you guys know anything about that guy? Uh, he's kind of making a scene, and we don't need somebody." Looking that dirty, hanging out in our uh, our election party here. Which guy? Uh, the the guy in the the hat that you guys were talking to at the staff table. Um, I don't know if he's a friend of yours or what, but th- this is not the kind of mood we need to be promoting here. I mean, look at him; Real he's got quick. his boots on the table. Real quick, while uh, while they're he's coming over and talking, I want to try and like stealth up. In the middle of while they're, like, first chatting. Okay. Uh, give me a physique roll. Um, I am going to make that minus one because you're coloss-blooded and six foot three, so it's a lot easier to notice you. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to say, like, is it because he's a coloss-blood? All right, I got pair of threes and a nudge. So I just want to basically be... Behind, like suddenly behind, uh, Tavis, like that when he's like turning around the second time, look at him. His boots are on the table. Okay, so um, you you approach. He's he's kind of like gestures at you and says boots on the table, and then turns back towards them. And that's when you get up and kind of uh, slunk on over. And um, Finn says, "Well, is it because he's a coloss blood?" And Tavis, like, you get there and you're standing right behind him when Tavis kind of straightens up a little bit. And he just leans forward and whispers, but still audibly to you, of course it's because he's a Kolos blood, but we can't say that out loud. Well, darling, I think you just did. You might want to turn around also. Uh, and he his back stiffens once again, and he does that slow turn where he, he knows what's behind him, but he doesn't want to confirm. And... As he turns to make eye contact with uh, Clytus, Clytus has like that predatory grin, you know, like teeth fully displayed, but it's it's not a friendly smile. And he says, <laughs> Mr. Tavis, I apologize. I thought your employer had already informed you that you are my new employer. I am here because, well... My presence is needed. Well, um, this is not anything that I've been told about, but can if, if, I mean, if you have to be here, can you be here somewhere a little less obtrusive? Oh, of course. My apologies, Mr. Tavis. Actually, wait a minute. I have got the perfect job for you. 
if you if you, you're you're working for me now, that's that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm picking up here. Oh, absolutely, sir. All right. Well, I got a little surprise planned, and the one thing that I hadn't considered is how that little surprise gets wrapped up. And I think that's uh, when you and your uh, friend here come into the picture and uh, show the good people in this room that we're able to deal with troublemakers when the time comes. How does that sound? Why, Mr. Tavis, that sounds exactly the kind of thing that I was employed to handle. Perfect. Then uh, when the time comes, you know what to do. Shoot. Uh, I would say that there's no reason to get that violent. Uh, maybe tone it down just a little bit. I mean, I don't want this kid going around telling people the truth. So, uh, maybe if you could keep roughing him up to a minimum and just nice display of force as you pull him and drag him out and throw him into the street. Can I be flashy? And he, like, grabs his lasso and just kind of, like, you know, shake, shakes it as a, to demonstrate what he means. Just make sure there's no permanent injuries. Of course. And uh, he gives kind of a sly smile to Bella as he uh, slinks away one more time. Can I grab his drink before he leaves? <laughs> give me a uh, give me a physique roll. <laughs> oh God. That was two fours. Yeah, you uh he goes like he gives you the smile smile then turns to go and as he goes you just pluck it right out of his hand again. <laughs> and Clytus just chuckles. <laughs> I like your style, miss. Well, I wish I could say the same for you. <laughs> well said. So uh do we do we know anything about what this surprise is? He said something about a kid. Absolutely no idea, but I'm assuming by the vague clues he gave, it should hopefully be obvious. Vague clues and obvious don't really work well together, do they? (laughs) I suppose you got me there. I just trust in our collective smarts. Collectively, those collective smarts are Belladora. I don't know what you're talking about, Finn. You're the face and you're the brains. I'm just, I don't even know why I'm here. I'm just the drink carrier. <laughs> I'm just the drink carrier. I'm just going to give her like an incredulous look and just be like, I just kind of shake my head and I'm like, really? I give my most, right, really, really, really. <laughs> my most winningest smile. Uh, it's at that moment when the uh, doors at the end of the room burst open and two young kids come running in with what looks to be buckets of paint and they run up to both uh, Smitty and, oh shit, what was his name? Uh, Denver. And um, they, uh, one of them yells, Tot Bowler doesn't need the votes of young, stuck-up, rich pricks like you. And then the other one says, senile old men shouldn't be allowed to vote anyway. And as they say that, they throw these buckets of paint and it splashes all over both of them, splashing across the table and decorating everyone um, in the immediate vicinity with buckets of paint. And I was really hoping that you would have made it to Smitty's by now, so you would have been caught in the backsplash, but oh well. (laughs) Could, Could I try and, like, prevent the splashing from happening like quick reactions um like the moment i see him running in grab my lasso quick draw and uh try and lasso him before you can dump it yeah go ahead and uh give me a physique roll uh, i'm gonna say that you can you know that you have a better chance of preventing um the one from getting smitty since he's farther into the room uh, whereas Denbert, it would be much more difficult. So you can choose one or the other to try and save. Yeah, Smitty makes sense. Um, do I get any bonus for quick draw as my specialty? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you for Bounty Hunter. Because I think quick draw would uh, go more for gunfighting. The guns. Okay. You know, go ahead and, and take it. Uh, in- in in that instance, since he's going towards Smitty, I mean, I'm not going to be able to get to Denbert in time to stop the splashing, but could I at least collect the kid? 
after the fact. Oh, so am I getting a plus two? Yeah, plus two to your physique, and then, um... I don't think that necessarily... Well, it it does just say physical die rolls, doesn't it? Yep, says physique. Yeah, go ahead and make it nine dice. Sweet. Damn! Uh, difficulty three. Oh, yeah. I got a five and a, a pair of fives and a nudge. Okay, yeah. So, um, as soon as the one makes it to Denbert and splashes his table, um, your lasso goes whipping across the room and catches him around, across the ankles. And you, you pull his feet out from underneath him, and the paint goes flying forward and falls on the ground and splashes on the ground, missing everybody in the room entirely. Um, and, uh, Finn, go ahead and give me your physique roll. That is threes and a nudge. Okay. Uh, so um, the the paint gets uh, tossed onto Denbert, uh, and you kind of run over, and as he's shouting about senile old men not being allowed to vote is um, when you just grab the back of his shirt and lift up and lift him off of his feet. Hey, lad, what are you, what are you doing in here? Let me go. I'm just here to tell these scum where they belong. In the trash and outside the guild, so that way Tot can really lead us to glory. And I'm going to try and intimidate him, and and who exactly told you to say this? Well, I obviously Tot told me. I don't think it was. Can I start rioting the kid's fear? And I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to whisper, kind of whisper in the kid's ear, I don't think it was, and you better tell me the truth right now. Okay, uh, Bella, go ahead and give me a rioting roll first. Um, not great. Two twos. Let me roll his spirit. Uh, he does look a little more scared. Uh, go ahead and give me a, um, physique minus one roll because of you being reserved and protective. Well, that's fours and two nudges. Okay, and let me roll for Tavis. Okay, um, as you, like, lean in and start to whisper it, he starts to whimper, and, um, he starts to speak, and that's when, uh, Tavis is suddenly in the middle of the room on top of a table, um, ushering people to step away from the spilled paint and to get to the other side of the room, and he um, is gathering everyone's to... attention. Can I, oh god... Can I try to trip him as he tries to get on the table? Okay, are you just trying to, like, are you trying to make it look like it was an accident? Or are you just straight out tripping him? Is he using, is he, is he using Wentworth's chair to get onto the table? Okay, <laughs> give, give me, uh, everybody, or you two give me a spirit roll, both of you. And, uh, I okay. want to actually intercept and uh, grandstand before... Tavis even has an opportunity, if that's okay. By intercept, I just mean I want to like grab everyone's attention before he does. Okay, yeah, let's see how this plays out with the chair first. Uh, that's nothing on the spirit roll for me. Out of the two dice that I rolled, I rolled two nudges. Okay, uh, no, it's not Wentworth's chair, but we will say that like when the paint came in, that was when Wentworth, uh, that's why he didn't use it, it was because Wentworth was sitting in it, and he kind of like abruptly jumped back a little bit in his chair, and so nobody noticed, but he is collapsed on the floor um, a little bit away from the table. <sighs> um, and so Tavis jumps up on the table, uh, Clytus, what were you doing during that time? So I wanted, while the um, Finn was talking to the other kid, to basically like have hogtied the other kid that I had and then have him slung over my shoulders and then basically just do the same thing I assume Tavis is about to do and just like reassure everyone, you know, with this guy physically slung on my back to show we've got this handled. Um, I'm gonna make that a charm roll, but add plus one for, uh, obviously having a good handle on the situation. Alright, rolling. Wow, I rolled well. Fives and a nudge. Okay, and that's, uh, actually what Tavis got as well. And so, um, you guys hear the name, hear the guy, the kid that is that you were intimidating say that it was Tavis who hired him to do this and to say these things. But um, Tavis jumps up on the table 
uh, and gestures over towards Clytus and says, Everyone, thank the security provided tonight by Wentworth Cogsby for keeping you safe from the menace hired by Tot Bowler. And that's when Clytus is saying um, his piece uh, uh, about, you know, taking care of things and being at the ready. And everybody bursts into applause as Tavis jumps down from the table and quickly pushes the kid uh, out the door. Um, who was nearby the kid who confessed that it was Tavis? Uh, it would have been near where Denver, uh, was. And so maybe a couple of the elder, um, elderly members of the guild could have been in earshot, but he kind of whispered it. So, uh, it would have been harder for them to hear. Okay. I'm going to, uh, push my way over to Finn and ask him fairly loudly what did he say and real quick Clytus I want to have Clytus basically like casually saunter up and loom behind them as they're saying this with the kid still hogtied over his shoulder yeah I, I think at this point the that Tavis would be standing over Finn's shoulder looking at the kid and it, he would be going straight for the ones that you guys have, the one that you guys have, and not the one that Clytus is using to showboat. Okay, because you pushed one of the kids out. I wasn't sure which one. So unless unless you guys do something drastic and probably fairly obvious, then Tavis is going to intimidate him into silence again. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm going to get up close to the kid and try to be as sweet as I possibly can and ask him, it's okay, honey, you can tell me who it was. Uh, give me a charm roll and Clytus, give me a physique roll plus one. Two fours and a nudge. And actually, Bella, you can add one more die for your beguiling smile. Fours and a okay. nudge. Still fours and a nudge for me as well. Okay, at a tie, I think that he is just going to stay silent. So um, Tot is going to suffer a couple of points of reputation damage there, while Wentworth is going to gain one back uh, for Clytus taking care of the situation before it even made it to Smitty. And I think that is where we are going to call this episode this week. Thank you all for listening very much. I uh, hope you join us next week in two weeks' time uh, as we continue to play the game of Guildmasters, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game, the Alloy of Law Supplement, and the Masks of the Past Supplement are owned by Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at LLOS Podcast, or join our Discord community. We hope that you'll give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. And make sure you tell a friend who loves Brandon Sanderson. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. a little bit of uh give him a little bit of coin to uh... <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> today's episode will be joined by uh, another member of the crew is it is it fluffles <laughs> no it's uh I, I can't think of a good kitty name off the top of my head hi baby claws paws mcgee senator whiskers fuzzy ruffles wentworth posby <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's trying to play with my dice. She wants to play too. <laughs>